one of our most famous duos get their dream jobs at Elsner Brewery, only to find out that something is rotten with the company. To finish off our Canada Yeah series, we're talking movies, we're talking Strange Brew, starring, written, and directed by Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis. This movie was shot in 3B, three bears, and it looks good, eh? Oh, why don't you step back and sit down, you hoser? Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Great White North. Oh, sorry, should I say, how'd you like that movie, eh? Uh, As you can tell, we're going to actually, unless you don't know, we are talking about the 1983 Canadian classic, like the most Canadian film you could probably have, uh, Strange Brew, uh, from the guys from SCTV. So, Scott Yohoser, take us away. Don't tell me you're going to fucking do that accent the whole movie. I can, barely, I, can barely, I, can, I can barely do that a- that accent for like the beginning of the show. It already <laughs> started to morph into like a Wisconsin accent or something like that instead of a, instead of a Southern Ontario uh, '80s blue collar worker accent or whatever. So true. Uh, okay, so to start, let's let's really call it a spade a spade. Like this is a dumb movie, but a, sm- a spade it- or a, sh- a, sh- a snow shovel. <laughs> oh my! Let's call it a shovel God. a shovel, eh? <laughs> you thought it was oh, a dumb movie oh wow okay like uh, let's get into the the critical no but what i mean is like it, it's one of the, it's like it's similar to like airplane or naked gun right like n- none of the like the plot points or the pieces should work everything is extremely over exaggerated but it, but it's funny as hell right so i mean this is what happens when you take a two-minute sketch and you're like Hey, you want to make a feature film that's 90 minutes? <laughs> and they're like, all right. And a, a sketch that's essentially, well, not essentially, is improv. Like SCTV is an improv sketch show. And this specific uh, segment, they basically would sit down and just like bang a bunch out while smoking cigarettes and drinking beer. And then they would just use those bits. So to sit down and write an entire uh, film, uh, again, I think it's, I'm, I'm actually shocked that it's as good uh as it is you know what i mean so well, I, I do think that's in term of the talent involved right 100 percent. but continue so okay okay off. so uh as as a new canadian you know uh i mean how old were you you were born here right yes yes but your family when did your family move here uh like in the 70, 70s or something like that 79 80 so were uh-huh, you were here. you were you aware of like how much awareness do you have of like Bob and Doug McKenzie prior to like doing this show? Uh, I watched SCTV. Oh, you did. Like, what the fuck did you think we did? <laughs> I don't, I, don't we were, know. I was immersed in 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 all things Canada. Listen, we I mean, for those that don't know, we're in Cambridge, Ontario. A lot of Portuguese people here. Uh not all of them as well versed in Canadian uh sketch comedy, Scott. So it's it's a legitimate question. Because I mean what like i mean i my parents my parents friends like i I, these these were halloween costumes in the 80s like i remember this being part of the like lexicon like we were immersed in this 
on a day-to-day basis when uh, when SCTV was running, and but specifically this sketch. Like my dad often did the ukukuku and like your hoser and all that type of stuff. So I was just trying to get a different perspective from you, uh, which yeah, you are not able like, to provide. So let's just no, get somebody no, else like, on here. For me, it it would it would have been like past because it was more like when it was in reruns, right? Oh, like okay. I never watched it originally on CBC because you know I was one years old. Uh, but I think it was once it, the reruns on uh, Fox City TV started giving and it was like the mid-afternoon shit, right? And that's, you know, where I fell in love with John Candy and Rick Moranis and fucking Eugene Levy was um, was that show. Um, I mean, SCTV, like you listed some of them. Uh, Joe Flaherty was on there. Rick Moranis, obviously. Uh, Harold Ramis, uh, I mean, famous Ghostbusters, like, um, Caddyshack, etc., uh, was one of the key writers. He's one of the few Americans, actually, uh, and obviously Martin Short as well. SCTV created, I don't know, it's like kind of the earlier, the earliest example of like Canadian comedy. That invasion of Canadian comics into the United States came off of SCTV, which was uh, a division of uh, Second City, obviously Chicago, the sketch comedy troupe, uh, improv troupe. Uh, that, that we have here in Toronto, right? So, and then this show was shot in Toronto for a period, and then when it came back uh, in '81, it was shot in Alberta, which is another province here in Canada. So, <laughs> uh, go, ahead, this, go ahead, go ahead, go like ahead. SCTV. I'm, I'm trying to remember. SCTV spawned SNL, right? Like technically, that was like. I don't. I mean, I mean, I don't want to like shoot off the cup. Maybe our, our producer can pull some of that while we're talking because they, they're kind of at the similar. Because I think Warren frames. Michaels started with SCTV, right? If I'm not mistaken. Because uh, Warren Michaels is Canadian, too. Yeah, 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 he is. Um, I don't know if he might have been doing sketch comedy or writing for sketch comedy. I mean, these shows are kind of roughly in the same period, like 76. Uh, I don't know when uh, Saturday Night Live actually started, but it, it's in that era. Um, and they're very similar, right? Like, you know, one at least has the overarching idea that it's the smallest uh, television station in Canada or te- in the world or whatever, where SCTV or sorry, um, Saturday Night Live was just strictly sketch, right? So, well, it was the not ready for prime time, right? Oh, is that is that the idea behind it? Yeah, uh, yeah. But back oh, to this film. Uh, so I can't, <laughs> I cannot think of another more. And remember, when I say Canadian, I mean like a very specific. Not only like time period in Canada, but a, a very specific group of people in Canada. Like this is again, this is like Southern Ontario, white working class Canadians. They're, you know, we are we are a diverse uh, mosaic of people here. Uh, but for me, like I, uh, I would say that like you know a show like Letterkenny now, you could trace its roots back to this. Like where Letterkenny is not specifically canadian it 100 percent is very like we know those people those hockey guys those farmers like we like we live in that area where we would run into those types of people and i think that kind of goes all the way back to the great white north and uh, bob and doug mckenzie yeah like it's stereotypical but you know it was just getting their beers and uh watching hockey right that was that was pretty much all they really did uh, I was, I had always remembered that there was an Oktoberfest scene in this and I don't know why it was shocking, but I, to find out that it was our Oktoberfest in Kitchener. <laughs> and then they... well, 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 
let, let's get this right. Like the directions given to that dog did not lead him to Kitchener. It so led him to Guelph. He, yeah, because they're, they're going down the 401 and then they take a right on like, what is it? Highway 6? Highway 6. And, I was and like, I'm like, that's Guelph. <laughs> I'm like, you have to go further down. Highway 8. <laughs> Highway 8 was Kitchener, man. So, so, so I don't the, know where that dog should have like. The dog was smarter than, than Bob and Doug. Um, I can't believe they had like Ma- uh, Max von Shadow in this film. Like this, you know, he's an actor. He's like a famous, like serious fucking actor, and uh, you get him in this kind of like ridiculous Canadiana uh, film. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he, well, he is serious. But you know, he this he's like what coming off Flash Gordon, right? Around this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, like. Come on, calm it down, right? And I think just sometimes, it, well, a paycheck's a you're, paycheck, you're, right? No, well, not only that, but I was going to say you are, um, you know, you're you're the actor in this in this group and stuff. But sometimes, you know, just a good script, um, just gets you kind of saying like, "Fuck yeah, I want to do this," right? And, just, and it sometimes like it's fun. It's money, you know. To to talk of another show that was shot up here, the hilarious House of Frankenstein. Uh, Vincent Price did all his segments for that show within like a couple days because they basically just like were like we're gonna give you just like a big chunk of money and we're gonna fly you in and we're just gonna go bang 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 fucking shoot your stuff and get out of here. Uh, I mean, <laughs> and he also had uh, a good relationship with like the producers and stuff like that. But essentially, it was just money. He was he was doing other stuff and they would fly him in. I think on the weekends or something like that when he wasn't filming shoot his segments and give him his cash. And it was like cash or something like that too. Like, like a big folder full of money. So money talks, yeah. baby. Yeah, and I'm just looking at, uh, Max's, um, IMDb. filmography here. Yeah. Yeah. During this time. Yeah. This, I would say this is his genre piece. Like it, it wasn't really the serious. He was, he came off of flash Gordon. He did Vic, uh, victory. Then he did Conan, the barbarian. Then he did this, and then he did Never Say Never Again. Victory's a cool film, too. I mean, and so is Conan. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, he, you're like, he's a serious actor. I'm like, mm. Fair enough, fair enough, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Again, actors got to get paid. Uh, had had you seen this film before? Yeah. Uh, but I, I'll be honest, like, if you put a gun to me, to my head before this, Rewatching it for this, I, I I probably couldn't name a scene. Right, we got but time, once we got, I wouldn't do that because we got tough gun laws up here in Canada, eh? so I don't know where <laughs> I'd even be able to find a gun to put to your head. Not that I do it anyway, but you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, like, <laughs> but the but once they started, like once I started watching it, then they started like like him, like them fucking surviving in the bottom of Lake Ontario by like shoving the beer bottle, drinking like the air out of the beer bottles. I'm like, oh yeah, I fucking remember that. I always remember, I always thought that both of them got stuck in the the cast, like the big beer tank. And, oh, and then I was like, oh, it's just, it's just Rick Moranis' character. Oh, I gotta take a pee. Oh, <laughs> and then he puts out the fire. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's supposedly based on like Hamlet, but I don't really. I just think it's like a hero's journey. Like I, I don't really see the comparison with Hamlet, other than like the brother killing the, you know, the, the, you know, the uncle killing the king. Like that's about as close. Like 
that to me is as close as we get to Hamlet. And I know there was like script revisions because it was a bit too close to Hamlet originally. But now like that's like the only part in my opinion that's like still <laughs> Hamlet. There's no ghost, you know, there's none of thing like that. There's no real actually there's no uh Rosencrantz and Guildenstein betrayal. Like the major stuff that makes it Hamlet are not really and not everybody dies. So <laughs> All right. Sure. But listen, are you gonna bring fucking moss to the movie theater next time you go? Uh, I mean, I remember that being like, not a thing, but like that conversation when they were starting to do that, I was like, oh, I forgot about this whole bit at the beginning of the film. You know what I mean? Um, what's your, like, do you have a favorite scene out of this? It's so wacky. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Like each one is, is like, you're fucked. Like, like the, what is it? The psychiatric patients right playing hockey who yeah who like they're gonna take over fucking the world apparently like with them playing hockey and playing music right and i like how their outfits were like stormtrooper-esque that hockey (laughs) equipment is awesome i would love like if you're gonna play hockey that's the type of hockey uh, equipment you want to play in one of the things i think is hilarious for those of you outside of ontario definitely outside of canada we have uh, a, a, a store called the beer store, but which used to be called the brewer's retail store, which uh, they wanted to use. But they, when the beer, like when the brewer's retailer found out like that, that they were basically going to be mocking them. Uh, they were like, Oh no, we don't, we don't want that bad press. So they invented a store called the beer store. Well, the brewer's retail now is called the beer store. And I'm like, it's, it's they've got to have taken it from this because it looks exactly the same like not just the structure but even the way the beer store the logo and everything you know what i mean yeah i liked you know how they bribed the the secretary with the fucking chocolate dip donut right like what about this (laughs) and then she's like oh she's gonna tell more information kind of thing so did you Uh, uh, did you make your like wife or kids or anything else no no i just watched it by myself um I just watched it by myself, but I enjoyed it. Like it is, it's like super fun, like and just silly shit that you can like throw on on a rainy fucking Sunday day and and just fucking laugh, right? Because it's like you the whole time, like especially rewatching it, like I kept on thinking like Rick Moranis's character is the one that's gonna add, like it's gonna be like his love interest, and then it's just like the ex-hockey player just out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, like swoops in and is just like, all right, see you guys later. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. And the fact that the dog had, like, the white stripe and shit. That's a a Toronto skunk, so it's my jurisdiction. Oh, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, these characters have, you know, had a pretty good life. Uh, Obviously, SCTV, then they did this. Uh, there's a cartoon version. There's the, what is it? 24, uh, 20, 24, 24th anniversary, uh, Bob and Doug. The two, four anniversary. Two, four. Yeah. Two, four anniversary. Um, uh, so I got to watch a bunch of commercials for Molson that they did. There's a pizza yeah. hut commercial. And then they even did, uh, when the federal government was going to bring in some taxes on beer, they did some radio spots to i mean they were hired to do radio spots to be like hey don't be taxing our beer it's already cold enough here put a freeze on our tax eh like i was like like they are in they're they're canadiana like they they like a mountie like a beaver like poutine uh like maple syrup like that these guys are part of like what is cancon and i think it's funny that 
So the reason these guys even came about is SCTV in the U.S. was like, I mean, the episode, the show was like 22 minutes or something like that. Uh, but because you would fill the rest of that section with commercials. Well, Canada had very specific laws about like how much commercial to show you could have. Plus, because of our CRTC, which is our like radio broadcasting agency, you have to have a certain amount of Canadian content. Uh, which I mean, that's the, why we're doing this series this month. Yes, 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 yes. This is our CanCon, uh, and actually for the same same reason, the fact that SCTV was shot in Toronto. The cast is like ninety percent Canadian, including the writing staff, and they needed CanCon, and I'm air quoting for those that can't see. Uh, and they're like, "This is ridiculous." So these guys basically just pulled this out of their ass as a way to basically like get the CanCon and mock. The fucking CBC, well, it's not the CBC, but like the CRTC uh, for forcing a bunch of Canadians in Canada who are writing a show to make specifically Canadian content. And it became like truly Canadian content, like to the point that like you can identify this as like I just said, like part of it's like in my opinion, it's part of our culture now. And this, yeah, like you said, our show is also a bunch of Canadians in Canada. And here now we've just done a month of 100 percent maple content so mm -hmm. it's but yeah it's that's the thing it it transcended what it was and it is i think even to t today like it's still like this is a cult film right oh 100 yeah 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 like back us growing up like i remember this movie like had its following in the college crowd right like going to the blockbusters or whatever and just um watching it through there right like when you had kind of nothing to do and you would then go out to the clubs and do your little cuckoo 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 kind of thing yeah like but i know like to me just the first like five minutes of this film just encompasses everything like having the real fucking tiger for mgm there and they're like oh i think he's drunk right <laughs> like, he doesn't want to talk and then they're just there and then like we're here we made a movie and it's like the fucking like the beast like fucking like oh man i totally want to watch like i would have loved to have seen like maybe not a whole 90 minutes but like a, th a 15 or 20 minute version of that dystopian uh film that they make that you think is the film <laughs> at, at yeah. the beginning with him like by the beaches and just grabbing like the toy uh, <laughs> statue of liberty just taking everything <laughs> he's like i found a mutant hey are you a good mutant no <laughs> he's stealing my <laughs> he's a bad mutant so <laughs> this thing had a four million dollar budget in 83 so that's like a bazillion dollars nowadays uh and it made its money back like i it did 8.5 million uh and I, I'll be honest, you know, normally we're like, okay, so you got, you know, double that for your marketing budget. I cannot imagine a bunch of like a huge marketing budget for this. I think that just what it was coming out of what it was on SCTV, like that was the marketing budget. Hey, we're making a show. You should go watch it. That was the marketing. You know what I mean? So we're making a show or we're making a movie. Yeah. We're making a movie about a show. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, like, good for them like you make this ridiculous show. I, but four million that's a lot of money <laughs> like four million dollars yeah, now doubled. is not a lot of million uh, money for a movie but like now this film would they would make for like five hundred thousand dollars or something like that right true true like well i don't even know how much like to me like 
without these guys, you don't have Wayne's World, right? Like, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and I don't know how much the Wayne's World movies were in terms of their cost, but um, yeah, like it. But I like if I had to guess, I would say that four million counted towards the marketing as well, because yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it yeah. was just. Uh, but it's surprising that they doubled the money, so technically it was a hit. Yep. But no sequels. No, no no sequels. And I mean, they kind of had like a, a peak in like the early 80s. They had their album, The Great White North. Uh, 90s, they had the bear commercials. They had the commercials. I mean, by that point, they're just kind of like, you know, uh, some they're Canadian, just like a Canadian set of characters. Right. So but I mean, there there was like Hoser Fest in Toronto and like the Streets are like line, like they had a big hoser parade and people are like dressed like Bob and Doug and stuff like that. Like there was a period, there was like peak great white North in the early eighties, uh, which w- would have like corresponded to with like their album release and this film. So I think it's good, man. Like, listen, you, I mean, they had a second album, didn't do great. And so maybe they realized, uh, fucking this is done. Um, I mean, then they, you know, definitely Rick Moranis. I mean, Ghostbusters, Spaceballs, Parenthood, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is the one place that I think everybody would know mm-hmm. him from. Uh, our, our generation, definitely Ghostbusters. Uh, and then he did... Streets uh, of Fire, come on. <laughs> yeah, most people don't aren't going to know him from Streets of Fire, though. Fucking, I know him from Streets of Fire. Um, and then Brother Bear, right, as a, as a voice actor and stuff. So he, uh, mm-hmm. and again, he really stepped away after the death of his wife. Uh, he thought he was going to just take a little bit of time off, and he just... Kind of stayed away to like raise his kids and stuff. And then it's like, yo, the guy got assaulted in New York. What was it? Two years ago? Like, come on. It's fucking Rick Moranis. Like, there's lots of people in New York you probably want to assault. He's not one of them. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it was like two years ago or something like that. And they actually found the person that assaulted him. Which, again, if you hadn't assaulted Rick Moranis, you probably would have gotten away with it. So, (laughs) You probably would have gotten Do you... uh, (laughs) Like, would you re- like? Would you recommend yes, this to people? And I would who, recommend who are those people? this. I, I think everybody. Well, especially Canadians, because get your CanCon, and the way I put it too, like Can Can, like this is like a fucking Can Can thing, right? Like it literally was. Like we're gonna put this shit together, then we're gonna write it, we're gonna star in it, we're gonna direct it. Like it's, I, I wouldn't what. I think they produced it too, right? Like they pretty much like everything was them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they they had like a like producers on board, but essentially they pitched the show. Uh, well, you, you know, SCT as a concept got pitched as a show uh, in the in the early uh, the mid seventies or whatever, and then this obviously came out of it. But yeah, like every <clears throat> everybody's Canadian on board for the most part. Like I said, except for a few people out of Chicago, like Harold Ramis. Yeah, again, we're talking about the movie, not the fucking show, man. Like, come on. Yeah, but this all comes from this. Uh, yes. Go ahead. Uh, but yeah, so... See this... how Canadian we are? Where it's like, oh, you're about to talk. No, no, no. You go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> they don't actually say please and thank you very much. They actually are over top of each other all the time, right? So it's all well, that beer. It's all, that's all that, brothers, uh, that strong right? Canadian beer, eh? Yeah, that, that's because they're brothers, though, because... Like us with siblings, it's probably the same thing where you're talking over them, like, fuck it, right? Like, uh, like the whatchamacallit, the um, the prison scene, because that was just fucking like, yeah, you know, (laughs) 
Oh, fuck. What was his nickname? Night Shifty or Nighty over here? He's the one that does the killing. I'm the brains. Right. And we got a billion dollars. And then they're all like just sitting there, like fucking crisscross applesauce, just like all into it. Like, we don't need no fucking lawyers. But your lawyers are here and they like fucking run out of that that whole like uh both when they get arrested and then like the the courtroom scene and stuff is hilarious like i can only imagine being on this because i'm assuming like a lot of this stuff is like just improv right so they're like oh okay let's do that again so you roll camera blah 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 like it must have been super funny to just watch these guys kind of like no, 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 let's do this, let's do this. No, 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 let's do this, let's do this. And just, like, working, like, yes-anding off each other all the time. Yeah, well, even that courtroom scene, right? Because you could tell that, you know, there was a misstep because the the pitcher falls before he hits the gavel, and then they just fucking go with it they just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> Then he hits the gavel and just continues, right? Like, uh, but it was like, fuck it, we ain't, we're shooting it, we're keeping that one. So to answer your question from earlier, our producer said, uh, so Wayne's World had a $20 million budget, and this had a $4 million budget. And Wayne's World, when did Wayne's World come out? Oh, man, like 90s. Yeah. Like late 90s? Say, I think it's late 90s. Anyway, uh, yeah. I, I 92. I was early 90s. Fuck, pretty much 10 years. That's 10 weird, years man. It felt, it felt like I was older when that came out, but I guess like, clearly I was not. Um you're uh, just doing all the stuff older kids did at yeah, the time. <laughs> like growing a beard and going bald. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I like this film. Like I said, I've, I've seen it a couple times. I, I feel like I watched it the most. Like you said, like it would be on like reruns on like a Sunday afternoon or something like that. And you'd just be like going through cable. And you're like, mm -hmm. oh. So, I mean, it was probably meeting some CanCon requirements at the time it was being shown on reruns. You know what I mean? Yeah. So on like Rogers or whatever. Um I, I, I do recommend watching it. It is definitely a time capsule of a very specific group of people in Canada. Uh, again, it is not; it does not encompass everything that it is to be Canadian, but there is definitely a percentage of our population that comes out of these types of characters. Uh, I don't Do you think that we still, like, is, like, if you went to, like, Oshawa or something like that, are there still people like this? I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're putting me on the spot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess, right? Like I'm gonna guess yes, because, like you said, like Leonard Kenny is kind of like this too, right? And like I've never like the type to... of people that like these guys. Uh, I mean, I guess the guys that would be similar to this would be like hardcore, tragically hip fans. Uh, I don't know if they'd be still wearing plaid. Uh, definitely big into hockey. No, they they're, and they're definitely going lumberjack. And, yeah, and, and, lumberjack and, and they're they're not even necessarily going to like Leafs Leafs games. They're like hardcore into their OHL teams. You know what I mean? <laughs> you mean like the? Yeah, exactly <laughs> like that. See, that's why I wore the ki uh, the Kitchener, right? Like, oh I... shit, man! Originally, I thought that was like a New York. I was going to comment on that. I was like, oh, are you wearing a New York Rangers fucking jersey? Because I couldn't ah, see Kitchener the bottom. Rangers, man. That's a cool jersey, man. Thank you. You saw that's the last time I wore it. When did they uh, when did they change that logo? I always still no, remember I the like the hockey like, player. What? No, I think this is just one of their like alternate jerseys, right? It's normally what the patch is on the top. Oh, there. okay. Okay. But anyway, but yeah, you got man. anything else you want to say about this film? 
yeah like we've been to a couple Oktoberfests, and i'm surprised like this isn't still like referenced there as part of it like why isn't this like on there yeah i mean it I, and you know what's funny about october so like you and i've gone to Oktoberfest uh recently and but i also remember both going to Oktoberfest like right when i turned 19 and like my parents going to Oktoberfest or driving through kitchener kind of like around Oktoberfest time and it was much more of a street party back like we, even when i first turned 19 uh where now it's more kind of confined to you know the beer halls and stuff like that it's much more civilized like i remember going to that beer tent in downtown kitchener on like fucking king street <laughs> and people were just getting wasted in like a like it felt like like there was no tickets you just went and bought beer like i don't remember ever buying tickets to go to stuff it wasn't only until i got older that i would start going to like the german club like concordia and stuff like that most of the time it was just like getting like wasted at some tent uh and a bunch of porta potties in downtown kitchener so i can understand why they moved it away but like the scene in strange brew with the big tents and stuff like that, like that, there is definitely a period when that is absolutely was how Oktoberfest was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, like I only went with you. So later on in life, but yeah, yeah when we were all, we party. went to bougie Oktoberfest. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Not right? wasted I, Oktoberfest. I should have gone when I was younger. You, you know? should have, you should have, because now you're old and you can't. And that time is gone. Well, I can still go when I'm older, but now it's just, you know, but look, if we if I would have gone when I was younger, we probably never would have been friends because he would have been like, why is why is this fucking immigrant trying to pretend he's German? Right. <laughs> I've never called you an immigrant. I called you a new Canadian. <laughs> I, I love that. I keep forgetting, well, that, keep, keep forgetting saying, like, a not only were you born here, but your like family has been here forever. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you uh, call me new Canadian, like new Canadian now. But back then, you would have been like, you fucking... You, uh, you, you actually... So, uh, this show is CanCon, and you fill our diversity quota, so... Boom. There we go. Wait till next week when we're... What are we doing next week? What are we doing next week? But you want to... We're going to talk about this on the show? No, no. It was a joke. Fuck. You ruined it. And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. I remember, I don't know, I must have been 20 or something like that. I it was up in like North Bay and we went to the beer store and this, like the most Canadian, like basically this, these guys came out essentially. And uh, the guy's like, first he goes in and he gets his like two, four box of blue. And it wasn't, it wasn't Canadian. It was, it was blue. Uh, and then got on his fucking old school 10 speed with like the curvy handlebars and like put the fucking two four on the handlebars and like rode away and i was like that's awesome i'm like that is northern ontario right fucking there like you know kudos for him you know being uh at the forefront the vanguard of the cycling culture in uh, northern ontario uh but and those handlebars were clearly designed 
to handle like a two four box of blue you know what i mean so <laughs> that's probably why he ordered the blue right because he was like my canadian's too wide <laughs> production by rod shaver fader monkey productions